is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Welcome back to Where We Landed, a podcast that collects all the wonderful stories about the cool characters here in Grant County, Indiana. I am one of your hosts today, Alicia Hazelwood, and I am joined by Iris Brenner. Hey, yo. And Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. I'm sorry. You like motioned towards me like I was supposed to say my own name. I I know. I was like, wait a minute. She doesn't do that. Yeah. Don't don't change anything. I know. Meanwhile, I thought you were going to say, we're all the cool cats. (laughs) I thought you were going to say. Sorry. I tried. It didn't work. We're going to toss it over to Kylie so she can do these questions for us today. We're going to play trivia. Three questions. Once again, Scott's not here. So, Les, you're welcome to participate. Are you competitive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Iris is kind of the reigning champ at trivia. So uh, surprising, right. isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's a little surprise. <laughs> it actually really says more about Alicia than it yeah. says about Iris. I just guess. <laughs> it says a lot about Scott, too. <laughs> All right. First question What is the capital of Jamaica? You keep doing geography. (laughs) It's the first one. It's the G. (laughs) Hence geography. (laughs) Trinidad. I don't know. Trinidad and Tobago. (laughs) And now that's all I I have like Olympics on the the brain. (laughs) Now on mine it was like Aruba, Jamaica. (laughs) Like that song. (laughs) So nobody's even going to guess. You can't even name a city in Jamaica. Name a city in Jamaica. (laughs) Kingston. Kingston, okay. Yeah. I was was stuck on Nassau, but that's Bahamas, so... All right, let's try again. (laughs) In a different category. Yeah. (laughs) What actress has the same name as William Shakespeare's wife? Judy Garland. Julia Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I thought you might get this. There's like kind of a famous TikTok conspiracy theory out there. Oh, Mm. no. I'm not on that side of TikTok. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Okay. Because if you, I, did not know I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say whether I endorse this conspiracy theory or not, but um, Anne Hathaway's husband is William Shakespeare's doppelganger. Stop it. And, All right. And, I'm going to be looking and, that up and later. And she, Anne Hathaway, the actress was born on either the day that Anne Hath, like the anniversary of the day William Shakespeare's wife died or. So it's like whole reincarnation and souls meeting again in the next life. What else is going to show up on my TikTok if I search this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It could be dangerous. (laughs) All right. All right. One more chance. All right. According to the nursery rhyme, how many blackbirds were baked in a pie? I don't know this one. Something like 12 and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie or something like that. I'm glad she asked some questions. I Look at answer. Kylie's face. You're you close. Must be close. I have no idea. I have no idea. I know the nursery, nursery rhyme. rhyme All right. Half a point. Four and 20. Four, Four and 20. And 20. Oh, okay. I didn't know the nursery rhyme. I thought I did when I read it. And I did not. Oh, okay. Okay. Really rough. Really rough. <laughs> Was well, not the only awkward person today. Just <laughs> <say>. <laughs> well, I have the pleasure of introducing our guest today. Today in studio, we have Mr. Les Corporal. Yeah. There she <laughs> found it. 
Kylie was like, ah, buttons. Uh, Les is the owner of Modern Machine and Tool and Precision Tool and Die. Um, and if having two jobs isn't enough, um, he's also a farmer. He also has some really cool hobbies we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, and so we're just so happy that you're here today. Um, you. You're helping us bring some energy today. <laughs> I, I think you were surprised when you walked in. Were, were you not aware of who was going to be in the room? <laughs> no, I was not told too much. He was I was kind of kept in the dark. It was like, show up at 3.30. <laughs> he was like, hey, Les, do you want to be on the podcast? He's like, sure. And I'm like, okay. That was it. Come to the chamber at 3.30. Well, we are so happy that you're here today. Today, and we are so happy that you landed in Grant County, and we cannot wait to hear your story of how you landed here. All right. Yeah. So tell us, how did you land here? Well, I was born here, so that was a good story. <laughs> <laughs> never left. It's easy. Born yeah. and never left. Yeah, I was born here in 64. Um, uh, my family had a farm out east of Marion on Bradford Pike, and uh, I lived there until I was seven years old. Uh, moved around the corner from there on 400 East. Um, then moved over to Van Buren for about 10 years and moved back to 400 East, uh, <laughs> about a mile south of where I grew up. So I've not wandered too far from, from Marion my entire life. Got yeah. East, Eastern Grant County covered. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, grew up a little bit in that area and that was, I was driving by. I was like, Oh yeah, I know who lives there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I yeah. used to wander around his property. Probably don't be throwing eggs at his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was fortunate in the fact that. My grandpa was really good friends with the people that built where I live now. And uh, I would go there with grandpa and get to go down and play in the woods and uh -huh. and uh, dreamed, even when I was a kid, like, wow, I'd love to live here someday. So I was really fortunate when I was able to buy it. And that's how, where I live. So I love that. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about your business. We were just talking about that. Well, so. it's kind of a funny story. Back in, uh, yeah. I'll say early, mid 90s, I was working at a place called MX Tool and Die, which was here in Marion, uh, down on Bradford and Branson. And um, we had a guy come in that worked at Ball Foster. That's when Ball Foster was still here in town. And he'd come up with a wind chime. And uh, used to see these around a lot. They'd have like an IU emblem on them or a Purdue or maybe a tractor or several. He had like 40 different colleges. And, you know, it, was, it, it eventually got to be a big thing. But at this point, he was just starting out and uh, needed somebody, someone to saw the tubes and then someone to drill a hole and put a pin in them so he could hang them. So uh, he come in and seen us about sawing the tubes. And then on the side, he says, hey, would you want to do these tubes for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So next thing you know, we're doing thousands at a time. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And so in 98, I decided uh, my son was going to be in kindergarten. And I thought, well, I'm just going to stay home and do these wind chime tubes and get him on and off the bus because it was a half day thing back then. And uh, right off the bat, um, Weaver Popcorn called me and wanted me to start doing their uh, work over there and uh, I went out and bought some equipment and thought well I guess I mean need to make this official so I <laughs> um, went and seen uh, uh, my accountant and he said well you got about 48 hours to come up with a name so uh, <laughs> I can file the paperwork yeah. but it needs done now <laughs> so when I was a when I was a kid my dad worked for an Alice Chalmers dealership which ironically is was was across the street from where precision tool and die is now <laughs> and my dad and my grandpa both worked there and it was called modern farm sales and I knew um, that I wanted, if I started a shop, I wanted it to be more modern CNC equipment and stuff like that. So that's the only thing that really came into my head. So we, I thought we're going to go with modern machine and tools. So um, that was in August of 98. Um, so um, I hired, I had some housewives working for me doing the wind chime tubes. 
uh, they could just kind of work at their own schedule. And uh, I hired a guy right off the bat to help me, and and it just kept going from there. And in '99, we did over a million tubes, oh, and plus gosh. we were doing machine Wait. work for other companies in Marion. But was that still out of your house at this point? I started at my house. I had a three car garage okay. over over in Van Buren, out in the country in Van Buren, and then we moved into Van Buren, and that was a good fit because uh, when I'd worked for Amex, we had started in Van Buren and and remodeled a building there, so I knew everything was there for a machine shop. So. Mm. When I was able to go in and I, I ran it for a while and then was able to buy it. But, it, you know, the wiring and everything was already there. It was a good fit. So we started there. We bought the building next door in 2000. Uh, it's called the switch up over there now. It's kind of like a uh, junior high, high school, after school thing okay. the town has. It's mm-hmm. a real nice building. Um, so then I was able to, where I'm at now was a conservation club. So I was able to buy that property. There's eight acres there. And we tore the building down and built a new building and expanded three times after that over the years and uh, moved down there in 2005 and uh, had a little building in 2010 we added on to it and in 2012 we built a big building out back for fabrication so that was like so much and like (laughs) such a little small period of time Yeah, from 98 till about 2012 2016 right in there it it was pretty rapid growth uh, since 2016, well, in 17, then we had gotten big enough that I thought I was going to have to expand again. And I really didn't like the idea of building another building and, you know, going through all that. So, um, uh, some good friends of mine own precision tool and dying, they come to me and wanted to sell out. So I bought that and that immediately made me bigger, you know, cause then mm-hmm. we could share work and, um, good. I've got a really good manager runs that for me named David Galloway. And, uh, I got hold of David and said, Hey, come back to work for me. And, I'll let you run it like you own it. And he's done me a great job for six years now. Almost. How many employees do you have? Um, at Modern, we have around 33, 34. And at um, Precision, we have five to seven. Wow. Yep. And then on top of that, I have a, what's called Modern Motorsports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have five employees in there. And they're, okay. they're, they're in the same building as Modern Machine. Okay. And so when you talk about modern motorsports, this is where I went in and I started nerding out. So for me, I instantly thought of like race cars. You don't do race cars. We don't do race cars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? So we we are a big manufacturer in the truck and tractor pulling uh, world. Um, this The Real National Tractor Puller Association started in 1969. And my dad was... was uh, pulling tractors and it's you know it was really grassroots back then you know really up until about early 80s um i had his cousin uh was ralph banner and he he was probably one of the first guys that did it for a living he got big enough and owned a machine shop and was making enough stuff for other people he could just solely pull tractors and and i don't know i think that anybody pulling now has got like maybe seven championships and he's got 45 Oh my so, gosh. So he, he was like the Mario was, Andretti of tractor pulling. He was pulling. the one. Yeah, yeah. He was the one, yeah. you know, and, uh, to this day, there's still a big, big following. We lost Ralph three years ago, but, um, so he, he came up with a lot of the stuff we do use to this day, the, the way we build rear ends and, uh, drive, drive line and chassis and stuff like that. So he came to me in 2010, wanted to retire and said, Hey, why don't you just take this? And my cousin, Brad Corporal come work for me and he runs a motorsport shop. And he's, he's the guru. He knows all that stuff. I just run the business and <laughs> stay out of his way. And <laughs> mm-hmm. he builds a lot of that stuff back there. But yeah, we, we build a lot of stuff every year for people all around the country. And how big, 
how big is tractor pulling, I guess, as a sport? Like, is it something that farmers just started to do in their off time because they had these big tractors or like what? Is this something that's like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like. Well, I, I always yeah. I always tell everybody, it's the biggest sport you never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've never really heard of it until Not a I got to know either. you and Corey. And I'm like, what? where did this come from? Yeah, I just always knew there was like tractor pull night at the 4-H fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd never gone to it, but I knew it. I knew it was there. And it's yeah. loud. That's the other thing I know. Because yeah. I can hear it from the converse. Yeah. We went and I went and watched it this year. I didn't know what I was watching. Uh, what I the point is. <laughs> I didn't understand it at all. But yeah, it, yeah, it seems it, to be a huge. Yeah, deal. it's a big, it, you know, especially at the national level. It's, it's a really a big deal. Uh, the biggest poll of the year is at Bowling Green, Ohio. And uh, if you would if you would just Google that Wood County Fairgrounds, you'd see what I'm talking about. They have huge bleachers there. Uh, they can seat about 80,000 people. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it has the third biggest motorsport campground in the United States. So it's like a it's like a five-day party over there. It, it, it kind of <laughs> reminds you of a, the snake pit at the Indy 500 oh, when, when okay, we were kids. You know, yeah. they wow. kind of mild it down, you know, but <laughs> like it used to be down there, you know, it's kind of like that. It's a big party thing and yeah. people build stuff they ride around on and, you know, it's just oh a big goodness. party thing, but it's it's the biggest. It's a it's a big one over there, but no, it's 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 a big deal. I mean, it's if you follow it, it's there's several classes and so I grew up in more of a drag racing family. So it's about going fast in the sh shortest amount of time. But like a tractor pull, is it a certain amount of weight that you're trying yeah, to see, pull? There's different classes like okay. there is in drag racing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's real easy. It's a, whoever goes the farthest wins. Okay. So it's kind of like drag <laughs> racing. Whatever, whoever gets there whatever first that wins. weight is, right? Right, okay. right. So uh, they regulate it off the weight and, out, and uh, how much power you can make. Okay. So there's a lot of rules about how the engines can be and all the way up. So what we do, we build uh, what's called a two wheel drive truck, which would rem remind you of a funny car mm -hmm. in drag racing yep. has a fiberglass truck body on it, single engine. Um, we build what's called a little mini rod. It's a real little tractor has a 3000 horsepower and weighs 2000 pounds. Um, and it's real radical to keep it going straight. And then we build tractor modified tractors and there'll be uh, two motors all the way up to five motors. And when I say a motor, we're talking like 2,500, 3,000 horse each engine. So, so the size five of them. Yeah. So the size of the table. 10 to 15,000 horsepower. Mm -hmm. and yeah. 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 So it's, And what's the weight that you're pulling? Um, Did you say that amount? Did yeah. If you that? get all the way up to an un, uh, a 14,000 horsepower unlimited tractor, they'll be pulling about 65,000. Wow. Wow. Pounds? Pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ounces, pounds. Where are we at? Yeah. I feel like we talked to Liz and she was like, 30. And I'm like, 30 what? I need the qualifier. <laughs> yeah. So it, the weight moves up on you when you take off from the line. It's, it's maybe 20, 25,000 pounds and then it increases on you as you get to the end. So when you get to the end, you're pulling 60, 65,000. And what level are you at now? I'm one class down from unlimited. I'm in, in modified. So I'm in, uh, I have three supercharged motors make about 9,000 horsepower. And what's the highest level you've made it in like the tractor pulling championships? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just, I just, my, I, I started out, you know, pulling like garden tractors when I was a kid and, Worked my way up. Um, I pulled a state level tractor for a long time, and then 
Uh, so the tractor I have now, I just started in 2021. I um, pulled what was called region modified and limited two engines in that class. And I won the Midwest points championship and won the uh, all-star pull. In awesome. 21. Awesome. And uh, so after I had some success, I kind of got talked into moving up and pulling grand national. And uh, so I added another motor, which is three motors. And I ended up third in the nation and third at the all-star pole. So wow. in my first year. Wow. So, awesome. Um, like I said, before we come on here, I got invited. There's a big pole indoor pole at Louisville in February. And I got invited to the national indoor championship tractor. One of, one of 12? One of 12 tractors, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So here I, at the podcast, of, we have a little bit of a to-do list of things that we need to do on that list of Savannah Bananas. I just added the <laughs> tractor pull, just so you know, because we need to come and yeah. see it in person. I, yeah. I feel like him going to Louisville. Yeah. We could do a yeah, lot of fun stuff, and it's within Lo- driving distance. Louisville is a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 What's that date? February yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's during the National Farm Machinery Show. Uh, February 15th through the 19th, I believe. 18th, 19th. Perfect. Mm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Add that to your calendar, folks. Does it, is it streamed? Can we watch it live? Yes, it is okay. streamed. You can oh. watch it live. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, but I still want to go in person. I was just yeah. thinking for our listeners. Feel the power. <laughs> yeah, like you the get on rumble. the National Farm Machinery Show, and then they have a tab for the track. Uh-huh, okay. so, yep. Nice. So That's fascinating. Less listening to you talk about um, something I have no <laughs> knowledge of. <laughs> I like watching other people geek out about things yeah. that they love. Um, have you always been kind of machine inclined? Or, oh yeah. yeah. My, uh, my dad was just, uh, an awesome mechanic when I was growing up. You know, you don't really realize that about your parents when you're younger, but, uh, mm-hmm. my dad was a really, really good mechanic. And, uh, so when we were growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. So we, if we wanted something, we just made it, you know, and dad, taught us how to weld when we were pretty young, <laughs> taught us how to make things. And I can remember I was like 10 years old. I made a go-kart, you know, somebody give me a motor off a rototiller and <laughs> I wanted a go-kart. So I found some Most popular kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> I remember I had to save up 40 bucks. So I could go buy a clutch, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Our so, kids are saving up for VR systems. And right. <laughs> you're like, I need a clutch. So I lost my dad in 84. He was killed in an accident. Mm. And uh, yeah, you know, I, you hear people talk about that. And I, I can remember after the shock went over after two or three months, you know, we, we were farming, we had a bunch of crops planted that year and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, you know what? I got to get it together because <laughs> I don't have, I don't have dad to fall back on anymore. And right. I don't know. I think that's kind of led me through life, you know, as yeah. you know, don't, don't count on somebody else because you, you know, you really need to be responsible for yourself. And, that's, and uh, yeah. That's took what, very took, good advice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, took what I learned from my, from my dad and my grandpa and mm-hmm. yeah, kind of led me through life. You have kids of your own? Yep. I have a daughter that's uh, going to school right now, be a nurse practitioner. Okay. She's a surgical nurse, Kayla. Okay. I'm very proud of her. And then my son, uh, Kel, is right there on the same farm as me, farms with me. And then he's my purchasing agent at Modern. So okay. Following the footsteps. Following the footsteps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you farm as well. What yep. what kind of crops do you do or um, certain? Wheat, soybeans, corn, yeah. you know, typical Midwest thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're John Deere farmers, ne- you know. Needed, needed another job, right? <laughs> yeah, needed another job. So I grew up farming. Uh, I helped other guys over the years. And then when my son was in high school, we owned a little bit of ground. And he's like, Dad, why don't we try farming this ourselves? So. We started out like, you know, we'll farm our 40 acres, you know, <laughs> just have fun. And then I, I had a family that had ground and 
once they found out I was farming, they were like, well, for, you know, farm Do ours. And, yeah. yeah. And it just keeps going and going and going. <laughs> I feel like, this, I feel like that's a, a trend I'm, I'm learning with you. <laughs> we thought we'd do it for fun. And then we just ended up just, <laughs> just doing it. Just, Let's see if we can make some money at the yeah. end. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like the so. snowball of life. <laughs> just like just a little tiny thing. And then all of a sudden he's got this. We'll just build a new building for that. And then fine. we'll just buy another business to add on to it. And I don't want to build another building. So I just bought a business. It's fine. <laughs> That's funny. So you said 40 acres. So how, what's the total that you're doing now? You uh, say the total. Next year we'll be at about 850. Yeah. <laughs> There's that snowball. <laughs> yeah. the, the avalanche. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I, I, yeah, I have a farm hand helps me out on the farm all the time. And Good. that's a big help. And mm-hmm. my son's got two young children. So he's a little sidetracked with him. Of course, you know, <laughs> ah, so, yes. but no, we make it work. So. Do you yeah. look for, I know there are some farmers that I know that during certain times of the year, they look for teenagers or young adults to come out and help on the farm <laughs> and stuff like that. Is that if individuals are looking to learn machining or help out on a farm or stuff like that, like what would be your advice for them in this Midwest environment to get into well, that type of you stuff? Know, I think she's well, we'll got a start. couple of teenagers, by the way, <laughs> yeah. He's aware. I think, I think we'll start with the farm part of it first. Um, I think the first thing young people don't understand is farming is not a, you know, nine to five job. Mm-mm. It's, you know, so if, if you get a young guy and you say, boy, you know, we're going to, we're going to run a chainsaw or we're going to drive a tractor. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You got to understand that you're kind of mother nature's whim. And when it comes time to go, it comes time to go, you know? So, Yeah. Corey kind of, my wife yeah. kind of figured that out pretty quick. <laughs> when the springtime comes, you're not going to see me. You know? <laughs> you know, don't make you. any plans. Yeah, don't make any plans because when the time, and, and she's and, a planner. So. She's a planner. I'm not one of these climate change people that's, oh, the world's changed. You know, I'm not too much like that, but it has changed. Um, I can remember growing up, we didn't have equipment near like we have today. And I never really remembered, you know, sweating bullets trying to get it planted or get it. And today, you got to, you got to get after it when it comes time, you got to go. And so I think with uh, hiring somebody, that's the first thing they got to understand is uh, you're not going to be home at four o'clock to go run around with your girlfriend. <laughs> you know, it's not, yeah. not a McDonald's job. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's not a time clock. Yeah. So, and you know, and it can be tough. Some days it's pretty tough. You know, you're out there, it's going to be hot or cold or whatever, you know, but you just got to get the job done. So um, at modern, I think if you're uh, one thing we look for, uh, I'm, I always have a funny story. I get this boy who works for me named Seth and um, I think a lot of him and he come driving up one day in a, in an old sixties hot rod pickup truck and come in and said, I'm looking for a job. And I said, yeah, that's the kind of kid we want. You know, <laughs> yeah. We want that kid that wants to build that hot rod and, mm-hmm. you know, wants to work with his hands and know how to make things. And, you know, kind of like I did growing up, you know, that's, if you like that kind of stuff, you'd like, you'd like doing the machine work and being a fabricator or a machinist or whatever yeah. you're looking for. So. Les, you mentioned um, starting, getting started with the the um, chime business. What are what are some of your major the things you do now? Um, we do a lot of packaging equipment for different companies. Um, we uh, we build a lot of parts for like Alltech bucket trucks. We build a lot of parts for the little piggyback forklifts. Um, I don't know. We just have a big customer list. You know, we do a lot of parts for a lot of different companies. Um, Probably good. Keep it right. diversified. Seems, right? Yeah, it yeah. seems like, a, and it seems like we, a lot of our good customers are uh, uh, places like maybe Jenner, John, and Matthews. We do mm-hmm. some work for them, and they, uh, 
they built a they built a piece of a machinery you know they'll sell to a factory so we'll make parts for them and help them so a lot of times we're the kind of place that if they get behind they'll call us to help them get ahead you know so we have a lot of different places that are like that so we never know who's going to call and uh, need something done Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it's branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior designs, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out to hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Do you have a radius of your clients? We've been talking to about... um, growing it local, right? Whether it's your business or farming and that type of thing. Um, do you feel like all of your clients are within a radius of where you're at or do you service globally? Yeah, I think, uh, I think maybe 60% of it is local. Um, unfortunately we just don't have the industry in Marion like we did 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, um, we have, we have a lot of parts we ship out. You know, we have a customer in Kansas, for instance, that we ship them something every week. Um, we have customers in Michigan. We have customers in Kentucky, several customers in Kentucky, actually. So, yeah, we have we have uh, trucks coming all the time that we're shipping stuff out. Of. I mean, we have a, an employee that just ships out stuff every day. You know, that so. does the shipping and yeah, receiving for yeah, the company. Yeah, so. Yeah, so some of the things we talk about, too, is um, – you know, when you take a look at this community, you know, you're born and raised here. We heard you say that. Um, and, you know, we we usually like to talk about, you know, you could probably pick up and take this business somewhere else, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You continue to choose to, you know, have your business, have your life um, and, and do it right here in Grant County. Is there any reason why? Oh, I don't know. I think I, you know, like I said, I was born and raised here. Had a lot of family here. So I think to me it was, it would have been hard to leave my family. You know, I think that would be hard for anybody to really get it, pick up and leave your family. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm in, I'm in Van Buren, Indiana. Um, The tax rate's a little better over there. Um, We have no crime. (laughs) We have no crime. I mean, I've all, I've been over there for 25 years, never really Mm -hmm. ever had anything stolen. Um, So there's a lot of good reasons for that. You know, our, our uh, employee base is kind of nice because they're all kind of, country boys, you know, and, um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just always worked and yeah, I enjoy being here. I mean, there's things, you know, anybody would say, Oh, I wish we had this or wish we had that. But, uh, if, if you ask me, what do I, what I, what do I wish we had? I mm-hmm. wish we had the jobs we used to have, uh-huh. you know, like it was back when I got out of school in the eighties, we had a lot of factories here in town. And I think that's the biggest thing that I miss. And that's no blame of Marion, Indiana. It's just mm-hmm. the way, uh, all the towns, Marion size is struggling with that. So, What's your current favorite thing to either go do or see, like if you're going to have somebody in town 
you're like, oh, we're going to go do this. What's your favorite thing to take them to and do? And it's not springtime, so you are planned and you do have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one thing is I think we have some really uh, cool golf courses around here. Mm, you know, yeah. I think Arbor Trace and Walnut Creek and the Shingamese and all that. I think we have some really neat golf courses. Um, I think another thing we have nice that's in this area, even though it's not in Grant County, is the reservoirs mm, are really I nice. Know. You know, you can have a lot of fun. We uh, we have a boat and we go up there when we have time. But um, I think that's nice. And I think we're getting some nice restaurants here in town finally, you know, you know, how many people, you know, said, oh, that Texas Roadhouse, it'll never make it. You know, you go by, you go by Texas Roadhouse, it's, it's always busy. You better so. get there at four. <laughs> right, yes. I find interesting. Texas Roadhouse does fine, but then you have like Sonic and White Castle that couldn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it just, Not I the find same it. category. I find it. Well, I just find it fascinating which restaurants, businesses right. make it and which ones don't and you know, what is the, the causality of that? Especially the Sonic. So, I never really could figure why Sonic didn't make it. That was that was a little odd. Yeah. But just random. Right. Random. Random, random thoughts. Using. Yeah, random <laughs> So you talked just a little bit about your family. Is there anything else you'd like to share about them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you want like to, you want to mention Corey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would like for you to mention her. Yeah. Well, you you, you kind of like her, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of like her. Yeah. No, I have an awesome wife. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lucky guy. So, you know, Perfect. you know, when you're a business owner, you, you get to hear everybody's drama, you know, so, uh, oh. uh, you know, so you hear it all over 25 years, you hear all kinds of stories, but, oh, I'm, I'm blessed to have the wife that I have and. She follows me around and, you know, she's a straight up, you guys know her well. So <laughs> she's a, she's a straight up city girl, you know, so she moved out to the country and had to learn farming and, and she loves the tractor yeah. pulling. I mean, yes, people she does. Like, her dad, he can't figure it out. He's like, why do you like that so much? And she's like, <laughs> dad, you just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of fun. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, she's got, or we, I guess we do. Uh, she does uh, have a 15 year old girl and a, 10 year old boy. And, uh, so I'm kind of going through the raise the kids thing again. Um, my kids are 33 and 30, so I'm raising two kids again and, but I, I enjoy them. It's, I don't know. I think second time around you, you're not in the dark about where you're going, you know, ah, you know, so uh, that's really yeah. sage advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that I want to do it a second time. Yeah. Like every day is a new adventure for me. So yeah. <laughs> she'll get wound up and I'll say, Corey, it's just the way it is. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> be yeah. fine. it'll be all right. It'll be all right. That's yeah. That's yeah. good. I will never forget the first time I saw Corey in a picture in camo. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and that's when I knew I was like, she's going to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> because if she's going to wear camo for him, it's done. Done deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She oh, may have okay. changed a little bit in the last five years. <laughs> I love it. That's great. We talked about the difference between what was it, bougie and extra yeah. one day. And Corey was definitely on the bougie side of, of it, life. She self self proclaimed yeah, bougie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was the one making the distinction. Yes. yes. Between bougie she and was extra. not extra. She was bougie. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. So we talked a little bit about um, you know, I heard you say jobs, but what are some of the other things um while we try to have this podcast because, you know, you know, to us, we think our most amazing commodity are the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what else, you know, what is it that we're potentially missing that, you know, maybe can elevate us to that next level or what is it that you see, um, 
we could be doing a little bit better? I, I still think it goes back to jobs. You know, uh, I'll give you a good example. Look at the difference in Gas City. Mm-hmm. I mean, before Walmart come along, um, Gas City was Gas City. You know, now it's that town's come a long ways in the last five, mm-hmm. seven years. You know, they're getting good tax revenue out there, I'm sure. And uh, the town. So I, I, I think that's the biggest thing. And I guess the question is, how do you attract uh, manufacturing or warehousing or whatever, you know, to bring those better, better paying jobs in. And, um, I think it's good that we're seeing the hospitals been expanding and mm-hmm. those are high paying jobs. And I think that's a great thing if they can keep that going. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's number one is bringing in jo- good paying jobs. So you own two businesses. You are our grandfather. Yep. You're raising your second set of kids. Yep. You farm. <laughs> yeah, how? he said something about golf too. So well, yeah. yeah. So how? Well, I, I was going to say. Think about it. I was going to say. What are those things that that you do that pour back into you that give you the energy to do these kinds of things and and keep you inspired? Um, I think it's um, a lot of it's like meeting new customers. You know, you'll have a new customer come along and they'll need something done, and it's a challenge. I guess I'm challenge driven, I guess you could say. And I, I guess that's probably why I pull tractors too, you know, <laughs> but, or a problem you know, solver. You yeah. Wanna, you want to yeah. solve the problem. I like that yeah. challenge of uh, yeah. trying to figure something out yeah. and uh, moving on. You know, I like it. I, I said, I started uh, in the region and pulling tractors and then I had a lot of success. So as soon as I had success, I was like, oh, well, I've met that challenge. I'm ready to move on to something else, yeah. you know, and now I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, same way in the business. It was always about trying to get it bigger, trying to get it better, trying to have better employees trying to have better equipment, you know? So, you know, just the challenges of life, you know, keeps me going. Do you see the business continuing to grow? What do the next five years look like for for the two? Um, yeah, I would, I'd like to see it. Uh, I think coming through COVID, it's been a little strange, you know, uh, we have a, I have a great bunch of employees probably in, uh, 25 years. I've probably got one of the top bunch of guys that I've had in 25 years. So, uh, that's good, but COVID kind of, you know, it's a little bit different world, I, I think, right now. And I think we're starting to come out of it. I think we're getting back to normal. And I think it'll take another year or two, and I think we will, you know, something crazy doesn't happen again. I think we'll get back there, but it is. It's kind of a, a crazy world right now. And I was listening, speaking about podcasts, at Mike Rowe, Dirty mm-hmm, Jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he gave a stat that there's between 7 and 11 million men between ages of 25 and 54 just not working mm. and, and not looking and not just, looking yeah not working mm. not looking and i mean um i think at some point they're going to have to go back to work you would think you know so um i think i think once we get through that and things get back to normal a little bit more you know it'll get better so it's a professional machinist your own businesses <laughs> well now i'm thinking like the okay listing. so yep. i like it so all of these things do and then bringing up Mike Rowe and he talks about how um, there are jobs available that aren't just necessarily jobs that you need a degree to right. do. Right. So what does or how does education play into your life, into um, what you're looking for when it comes to hiring for for your businesses and that type of thing? Did you just learn everything handed down from your yeah, dad I, and grandpa or yeah, what did that I, look like? I was fortunate with the with the father that I had growing up, so I was probably a little bit ahead of most kids my age. You know, looking back on that, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, looking back on it, you know, and um, 
so yeah, I never went to college. I graduated high school, went right to work. And, uh, I think I was 19 Well, I was 19 when I started in the machine shop. And, um, so I was, I was fortunate in that, but on the flip side of that, now I have a daughter that graduated high school and went to Indiana Wesleyan and got a nursing degree. And, uh, she has just, you know, worked her way up, started in the recovery room, became a surgical nurse. And now she's going back to school to become a practitioner. So I, I can see where education pays off because it's really paid off for her. So, um, I think that's a big thing, but in, you know, like micro says, it's, college or tech school isn't for everybody. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, if, a, if you have a young guy that is good with his hands, good with math, uh, at this day and age, good with a computer, you know, cause everything is, mm-hmm. he could come in and, and make really good money right off the bat, you know, and if you come in driven and wanted to learn and want to be there, you know, so. Well, and I was really surprised too, cause I think of a machine shop and I think of it being dirty and dusty and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> His shop is really clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. <laughs> like, it was not what I pictured it to be at all. I was like, oh, yeah. this isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. We keep it, we keep it cleaned up. We mop the floors once a week. You know, it's, there's nothing really laying around and, and there's some safety about that too. You got to keep things sure. picked up so nobody gets hurt. And, you know, that's a big thing for us. So. Fortunately, in, in all the years I've been in business, we've never had anybody seriously you hurt. You can knock so. on wood, right? Yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> Everybody's knock on wood. knocking on wood for you. Yeah. 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 You mentioned um, COVID a little bit when you're talking about workforce, but um, did you also face supply chain oh, issues like everyone else? To this day. Yeah. Yes. To this day, actually. Yeah. I just quoted some material this morning that we could always get, you know, within seven to 10 working days, they would say. And now it's like three months. Mm. You know? Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. We're still dealing uh on the racing part of it uh guys are still having problems getting engine parts and stuff so Mm, yeah yeah it's you kind of you you know you kind of scratch your head and go well how can that be you know but i don't know if it's uh employment problems and they can't get the Mm. steel made or they can't get the products made i don't you know i'm not sure what the problem is because none of this stuff is foreign you know it's Mm. not coming in on a barge or anything so i'm not sure why it's behind but it's it's those seven to eleven million men yeah, that are not exactly. working yeah yeah, yeah. it's got to be so interesting yeah. well um you ready for the watching I know, <laughs> you're a very very busy guy but we always like to ask are you watching anything on tv that we should know about reading any books listening to other podcasts no i'm 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 kind of a history buff so i'm always yeah. reading something on on uh history but uh I don't know. I'm a big Yellowstone fan like oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we love Yellowstone. <laughs> Have you watched yeah. the the sequel, the 1883? No, I've been wanting to see that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And then there's, there's a new one coming out. 1923. 1923. Yeah, yeah. I guess I seen 1883. I haven't seen 1923. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know when that one comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, December. Okay. I have. I've only- <laughs> it already came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always work, on we work for so that. hard to you, not to make these evergreen yeah. you got on to yeah. scott for that earlier I too i did <laughs> you lose <laughs> but listen so you said history so what um like when you're farming are you listening to anything are you listening to any you, you mentioned mike rose podcast so you yeah. listen to that one sometime. yeah i listen to that yeah. some i like him a lot yeah. You know, I think he's kind of one of my kind of guys, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like him a lot. Um, no, pretty big music guy, yeah. you know, so usually it's just music and what kind of music? 80s stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Favorite band. Yeah. 
Def oh. Leppard. <laughs> Favorite song. Quick <laughs> <laughs> <Good> fire here. <laughs> Wait, There's a lot you, in you the should, 80s. You should know what my favorite song is. Uh-oh. Oh, I should? Yeah. Uh-oh. Pour some sugar on me. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I could think of real quick is Def Leppard. No, I remember me and Corey got married. We, listened, we uh, played Hysteria. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've slept since then. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I might have yeah, been I, I visiting the bar that, that night, too. <laughs> I mean, it was such a big day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, my bad. <laughs> I'll remember that next time writing down a note. <laughs> so when it, when it comes to history, is it uh, my dad's a big military history buff, mm-hmm. or is it just history in general? History in general, and I think I'm a little um, uh, inter- more, more interested in, like, the Lewis and Clark Oh, era right uh-huh. in through there, you know, like the exploration. Corey, Corey makes fun of me because I really like that movie, Re- The Revenant. <laughs> and, uh, she's like, how can you like that? That was a gory movie, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, that that time frame I think is always pretty cool. I can imagine just taking off and not knowing what's out there, yeah. You know? When the West was wild, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, actually went for a walk yesterday morning and when I got up to the house, I told Corey, I said, could you imagine what it'd be like not to hear anything, not to hear any traffic, not to hear you know, anything and be out there, you know, that and see all the stars. Yeah. Yeah. See all the stars. And yeah, that that was a whole different world then. Yeah. Mm. So you mentioned Lewis and Clark and Yellowstone. Have you ever done any traveling out West? Um, When my daughter graduated, we went to uh, Yosemite and Sequoia National Forest. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Yosemite is, it's like amazing. It's like somewhere else. So did you stay on the touristy part of it or did you kind of go? We kind of did our own thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, They were both young and ready to go. And I was younger then. (laughs) (laughs) I could hike better than I can hike now. (laughs) Sleeping in a tent wasn't so hard. Yeah. yeah. I was younger then. (laughs) (laughs) That's the title of of, uh, your autobiography. There we go. I was younger younger then. (laughs) That's an ongoing thing we have is what's the title of your autobiography? (laughs) (laughs) Random quotes. I I feel like it's followed by dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Younger than, <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that um, I've never traveled. I've kind of I've been to Colorado and like Southern Wyoming, but never to Sequoia uh, or up in that northern part of Yosemite and Yellowstone. Yeah. And um, we've been talking about wanting to go out and go to. I'd like to go to uh, the parks in Utah. Mm-hmm. There's some really neat parks there. So maybe in our near future, we'll be able to do that. So Montana and Dakotas. We're actually just... planning Steve's uh, great aunt and uncle live um, in a little town at the very end of Colorado. And we're looking at going there over fall break next year and going through arches yeah. there in Utah mm-hmm. because they, his great uncle used to herd sheep in that part of the country. And so he knows all the, like the back areas and so we want to explore that before we don't have access to uncle manual anymore so yeah that's the next one on our list such a beautiful part of the country that i think people don't even know is available to us yeah so kylie likes to travel internationally too so (laughs) there's that (laughs) well les it's been a real pleasure having you on and learning about so many things yeah. <laughs> we've got a we got tractor poles to go to yep. and all kinds of things but mm-hmm. thank you for joining us yeah um and, and if you're uh, I'd, I'd like to say too there's a yeah. lot of people in 
Grant County that race and build things. Uh, the Hazleys down at Fairmount, they're mm. involved in this sport also. And I, th I think that's something we're missing in the community is we do have a lot of guys that are racing on a national level and mm. uh, doing very well. Samsels have a shop down on 34th Street. They're doing very well. So, yeah, I think it would be nice if they could be, you know, if we could recognize oh, those guys a little yeah. bit more too. And, yeah. you know, that's great to. They're doing things that, you know, just not everybody's doing. Yeah. Right do you think they do the podcast? Well, I don't know. Thank you for shining a light on them. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's something that we as a community probably is the greater community don't know about. So, yeah. I mean, uh, we have a lot of that that a lot of communities don't have, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's something yeah. to be proud of and, yeah. and to, to watch out for. So, thanks for joining us, Les. Yeah, and, uh, if you're listening, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, and we will see you next week. Have a great day. Bye. See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.